Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it absolutely is, and it's a very special day. Hello, everybody, Canada and the USA. Welcome to the RP Show. It's a special day because it's what we call Football Friday here, y'all. And that means a lot of football over the next two hours. We're going to be opening with some hockey here, though, in the warm-up as we welcome in Darren Moose DuPont. Moose, uh, I hope you like my shirt. It's very Floridian, as you can tell. And I got it. From, Love it. I got it back from the tail. Got it back from the tailors and the dry cleaners. I'm like, I really like this shirt. I'm going to throw it on because why the heck not? I'm in Florida. It's Friday, and I feel like kicking back. I'm very excited about the weekend. Actually, everything's coming up aces. We're going to Tampa Bay this weekend to watch the Florida Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning at Amelie Arena. I've wanted to do it for a long time, and it's going to happen this weekend. This morning, we did our debrief for Sober Bowl, which was our Super Bowl watch party in Las Vegas. Whole debrief of our Sober Bowl team and breaking news, guys. They're bringing me back for Sober Bowl 2025 in New Orleans next year. Done the site let's tour go. on Christmas. Yeah, let's go, baby. We're going back to the Super Bowl. I'm going to tell you something about Earl Campbell. He's the man. As our guy, Ryan O'Radio from Atlanta says about the host of the morning show there, he's the man around here, Earl Campbell, the man, and he played for the Saints. So he's going to be the focal point of everything we do when we go into New Orleans next year for the Super Bowl. But we had our Super Bowl debrief. I've been rehired. or They're going to bring me back, believe it or not. <sighs> and I should have brought out a sober carpenter, non-alcoholic beer here today to celebrate it, but I, uh, I forgot. But I got time to do it a little later on. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? And yeah, buddy. I said we'll open with some hockey here. The guests are Jim Barker, 
our usual football analyst, and Eddie Steele, Grey Cup champion, Edmonton great, and Marcia McNaughton will be joining us from Vancouver to talk about Saturday night CFL fans fight cancer event all across the country in CFL markets. That'll be great. But we're going to open with the big story. What is in our purview? And I'm understanding that my story is a little different than your big story or everybody else's big story because I was at a meeting, another meeting last night with my club, a group, and we met a new guy last night, or I met a new guy named John. He's a big-time media guy. He's very interested in this show. You might be hearing from him, Ryan O'Radio, at WQEE Atlanta. And I'm not going to get into any more of what he does other than he's, he's he wanting to know everything about me. And he's like, what's your NBA team? I'm like, the Raptors? He looked at me like he, a combination of he felt sorry for me and didn't know what I was saying. I'm like, I'm yeah. Canadian. The Raptors are my team. What's the problem with that? And hockey is still, that's my point here, it's still in the purview. It's still in the vortex. I'm not going to get into the 12 uh, game slate from last night. We don't have time, and every other network's done that. Other than to say the Leafs beat the Flyers last night, and Austin Matthews led the way. The Oilers lost in St. Louis. The Flames lost to the worst team in the league. And I'm not going to sit here and belabor and piss and moan about the Flames like the Calgary media. That's their job, and they will. I'm not getting hung up in that. If the Flames can't get out of their own way, that's their problem. The Panthers won in Buffalo. The Lightning upset Colorado last night. I think it was an upset in Tampa 6-4. And then I got up this morning, and this was the big story to me. Trade deadline, Darren, and who's in it to win it? The NHL trade deadline is still three weeks away, and yet three of the top teams in the Western Conference have already made additions. The Vancouver Canucks, who beat Detroit last night, acquired Elias Lindholm. Winnipeg Jets responded by getting Sean Monaghan from Montreal. And around the same time, the Avalanche signed veteran winger Zach Parise without having to give up anything because he was a free agent and sat out and waited for the best opportunity. This is just the start of the movement in the West and around the NHL as trade talk picks up. Because you're the resident Leaf fan and you're sitting in Toronto, what do you think the Leafs will do? Probably get some help on the back end. That's been the biggest question mark. And they've been linked to some defensemen, defensemen in Philadelphia. You know, Chris Tanev's name has popped up. There's been some others. They're going to have to subtract something if they want to add, but that's where I think they'll add. I don't know that you'll see a huge move up front, um, but probably a trade or two maybe for the Leafs heading into the deadline. Well, it's um, football Friday, so we're not going to belabor this. We've got Monday to Thursday to do that, plus a few weeks until the trade deadline. But I will just implore people, they'll never listen because they don't. But the fans want to play armchair GM and say, well, how are you going to fit this contract into that salary cap? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't worry about that. That's the general manager's job. And I just look at what Pittsburgh did acquiring Eric Carlson last year and his $11 million-ish contract. Um, they'll find a way. And Kyle Dubas, I would think, wants to make a splash. I mean, the last two guys there got fired last year because the Penguins missed the playoffs. Dubas was brought in to fix this. And they're not looking so hot. So it's, it is going to be a fun few weeks. And that's what's in the purview is, you know, what are your teams doing? What should they do? And all the rest. I'm sitting here in Florida. I can't wait to see the Panthers and the Lightning on Saturday. And I think one of those two teams will be active. Let's just remember the Panthers did absolutely nothing. They didn't make a move last year at the trade deadline and went all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Not that any other GMs are probably paying attention to that, but it can be done. Moving on to point two. 
Kansas City's mayor and security experts say it could be time to rethink the way teams celebrate their championships. Mayor Quentin Lucas said if the Chiefs win another Super Bowl, it might be better for a smaller party at their home stadium where security can be managed more easily. One person was killed and 22 others wounded when gunfire broke out shortly after the Chiefs left the stage at their victory rally. Police say they believe the shooting was the result of a dispute among individuals in the crowd and not a terrorist attack. I'm not going to talk about that anymore because I said we're here to have fun. I did want to acknowledge it, though. It's not like we're ignoring it. But I went and screenshotted this, Moose. I went to betregal.ca, our exclusive betting partner. And remember, I told you earlier in the week, the 49ers, and you agreed with this, that they are the odds-on futures outright favorites to win the Super Bowl next year. They still haven't learned not to bet against Patrick Mahomes. They still haven't learned it. I don't know what it's going to take. But the 49ers are one, the Chiefs are two, the Baltimore Ravens three, the Buffalo Bills four, the Detroit Lions fifth, the Cincinnati Bengals sixth, and the Dallas Cowboys seventh. I'm just putting that out there. If you want to go down and lay a bet at Bet Regal on who you think will win the Super Bowl next year, those are your top seven teams. My Dallas Cowboys in seventh. Do you want to, just for spits and giggles, hear the bottom five? Because that's what we do here. Top yeah. five, bottom five? I think, no, you, you don't. That was a trick question. You stepped in the trap. The worst team oh, in the NFL, no. according to Bet Rago, oh, the Carolina no. Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are the 32nd ranked team for Super Bowl odds for next year. The 31st are the Tennessee Titans. The 30th are the New England Patriots. The fourth worst are the Washington Commanders. And fifth worst, the New York Giants. Chris from the Bronx. Your Titans, the second worst team in the NFL, dude. Would you have, would you have predicted that? Um, not that low. No, I wouldn't have. But makes sense. The Colts have gotten better. The Jaguars underperformed and are going to be better. The Texans obviously are better. So you're looking at just the division. That's where you're going to play most of your games. I guess. I guess. New coach, though. Free agency is coming. They got a lot of money to spend. Um, that's what I would look at. Not, I'm not saying go put money on the Titans to win the Super Bowl, but look at some of those teams that have got new coaches, got a fresh culture, and have money to spend that can turn around quickly. But not looking good. Maybe I'll have to uh, come over to the Cowboys for a season. Oh, come on over if you want. I'm deliberating what the gentleman said to me at a Panthers game recently, which, by the way, couple things blowing my mind. The guy at the Panthers game said, Rod, we know you're a Dallas Cowboys fan. Why don't you come over here and cheer for the Dolphins? Did I tell you this? Because they said they have both have zero results, but there's less pressure with the Dolphins. Like, we don't expect them to win anything. You Cowboys fans expect your team to be in the Super Bowl every year, and then they crap themselves in the playoffs, and you're so disappointed. We're not disappointed. There's less pressure over here. I was coming out of the bathroom at the movie theater the other day, and I'm still trying to... Guy had his kid. He's coming in. I'm walking out, and the guy's like, oh, excuse me, Rod. And I just kept going. I'm like, wait. Did he? And I just kept walking. (laughs) He didn't, didn't know who I was, did he? It's the wildest, weirdest thing. So that happened. So, but we are picking up viewers here. That's what the uh, ratings uh, and analytics data is telling us. So maybe I should not be surprised by that. But I'm still surprised when anybody knows who I am. I know that's a shock to any, anywhere. It's a shock to a lot of people, but it's a fact. 
Moving on, point three. It's the end of an era for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Star linebacker Simone Lawrence announced his retirement from football Thursday. The 35-year-old American spent 12 seasons in the CFL, the last 11 with Hamilton after starting his career in Canada with the Edmonton Elks. Lawrence was a three-time league All-Star, five times an East Division All-Star, and he was named the East Division's top defensive player on three occasions. The question is this, is Simone Lawrence a Hall of Famer? Does he belong in the Canadian Football Hall of Fame? Our polls are brought to you every day by Key Auto Group out of Yorkton. Driven by safety, experience peace of mind with our comprehensive multi-point inspections at Key Auto Group. Visit keyautogroup.ca for automotive excellence. And by the way, they're running an unbelievable deal there right now on pre-owned vehicles. I was checking it out this morning, keyautogroup.ca. I got to say no. I'm sorry, I got to say no. Which, by the way, 55% of respondents on our Instagram poll said no, he's not a Hall of Famer. It was a little like the last presidential election in the United States. When I went to bed, Simone was leading with yes, and I woke up and he lost the vote. I'm like, well, how did that happen? <laughs> Well, it did. So I'm saying no. You? I'm still saying yes, but it's close. Um, I think because, you know, what he means to the league. um, He's a name that, you know, most CFL fans, if not all of them, um, will recognize. That has power and and tells you what kind of career he had. You know, leads the, uh, has record set in Hamilton, all-time tackles leader. you know, he's won awards. Yeah, he didn't win the Grey Cup, but I think he's done enough to be uh, in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be celebrated. Jeff in Yorkton writes in. He says, I am spiteful about Simone in the Hall of Fame. He started the chain reaction that got Winnipeg into the Grey Cup in 2019. I don't have the bandwidth or the mental capacity to follow the chain of what he's talking about. And I, I'm sure you do. Get over it, Jeff. Like, he's a Ryder fan that's upset about getting Zach hurt. It's not, yeah, it's Simone's fault that the Bombers have been in the Grey Cup for four straight. (laughs) That is Ryder math. Right? That's Ryder math right there. And by the way, somebody, yeah, somebody wrote in and said that Simone Lawrence is the dirtiest player in the CFL the last decade. I'm like, eh. That's Garrett Marino. Simone Lawrence isn't ending careers. <laughs> there's, a, there's a case to be had that Simone, uh, Garrett Marino ended the career of Jeremiah Masoli because he hasn't been the same since. Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, says, I think Simone was a big personality, but hey, he may get snubbed by the Hall of Fame. Well, and that's also the point. What they think and what we think are two different things. Was it a Hall of Fame career? Based on what I read, it's pretty darn good. You know what? We'll have Jim Barker settle the tie. Darren says yes. I say no. JB coming in next. uh, We'll ask him. Gary with two R's watching in BC says, I've been a Dolphins fan since the days of Dan Marino. (laughs) It's been a long drought. But they still got fans. Like I, which, what are you going to do when it's your town? But I saw all these memes of people. a Super Bowl weekend. I think it was Florida man, actually. Florida, great account. I know I got you following it now. Guy posted a meme of Ice Cube, the rapper, with a Dolphins jersey and hat, and says, me rolling into this weekend Super Bowl parties. 
What is Dolphins gear on? Because you ain't never going to give up on your team. And that's great. Unless you're me. But I'm still cheering for the Dallas Cowboys. For now. For today. Uh, point four. The NBA All-Star Weekend kicks off tonight with a celebrity game and Rising Stars game. Canadian sophomore guard Benedict Mathurin will be in the Rising Stars event, while London, Ontario's Shaden Sharp is still out due to injury. Remember when Justin Bieber was in the NBA All-Star game? Uh, the celebrity thing? I hope, I yeah. really hope that kid rebounds and bounces back, because I'm, I'm a believer. Point five, eager to look forward after another quick postseason last year, Toronto Blue Jays open camp Thursday with a sense of optimism and a belief that they have the ability to contend again in the always tough American League East. Skipper John Schneider told reporters, this group is hungry. There's guys that definitely want to do more things than they did last year. Blue Jays squeaked into the playoffs last year after an 89-win campaign, but were eliminated after back-to-back -back losses in Minnesota. Expectations of the Jays, what are yours this year? Uh, playoffs. My expectations are playoffs, and we'll see what happens beyond that. All right. Well, that was quick. Same for me. It would be nice to actually win a round, win that wild card round. How about that? And we would be, would be happy. Great. But I don't get baseball. I don't get baseball culture. So, yeah. I'm just hoping for the best and hope everybody has fun. I'll see you in hour two. You bet. Okay. Jim Barker joins us next. Five-time Grey Cup champion, our football analyst with a lot to put to him. It's a football Friday. Get your questions and comments in now for JB through the break. 902-518-3033 or the YouTube stream. We're live across Canada on the Game Plus television network and on the air in 31 U.S. states. On the radio in Atlanta. And that's WQEE. And the streams, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. How about that? You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Need a champion for your charity event? An all-star for your seminar? How about an Olympian to give a winning keynote speech? EMJ Marketing is the place to go. EMJ Marketing is one of Canada's top speaker bureaus with some of Canada's most recognizable athletes and entertainers on their roster. EMJ also represents a wide range of impactful keynote speakers and MCs. So whether you need to fill a spot on stage or someone to arrange the entire event, do it with one stop, EMJ Marketing. Take the first step to success for your next event. Visit emjmarketing.com. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. It's a little thing we call Football Friday, and we got some great messages that have come in on the text line for Sober Carpenter, non-alcoholic craft beers. Before we bring in Jim Barker, Ted's watching in Edmonton, and he says, It's a great show today, Rod, and very entertaining. Clearly, Ted's a smart guy. John is watching in Meadow Lake, Saskatchewan on Game Plus Television. He says, and I enjoy your show. Thanks so much for supporting Telemiracle. I've been on the receiving end and appreciate it very much. I will definitely give back when I can. And regarding Simone Lawrence for the Hall of Fame, Buffalo Bills watching in North Dakota. And he says, greetings and no hallucinations from North Dakota. On the Hall of Fame topic, there's no quantity limit. Although retiring of jerseys, there is. You could run out of numbers after 30 years there's a retired number come down we'll address that in a minute we've given jim barker ample time to think about this uh welcome back jim good to see you simone lawrence Steve. canadian canadian football hall of fame if you're on the voting committee what are you saying it's not a fair question to me because he was on a team i coached and and I've got love for the guy. I hated him when he was on the other team. He's a, he's been a villain in the league. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that I look at. He's been in the league for what twelve years or so. A couple with the Elks and ten with the Tie Cats. Three of those years, he was the East Division nominee to be the MOP. Uh, you know, he was uh, three times All CFL, five times East Division All Star. I, I think he should be. I think he's been good for the league. I think he's uh, the type of guy the league has needed. Um, he, he just he keeps things interesting. People hate him. I mean, they just I know when I was with the Argos, I just I couldn't stand. He was mouthy and I couldn't stand him. And then he was on my team and I said, man, this guy, he is the he is what stirs the drink. So I would say yes. But again, it's not a fair question because anybody who I mean, I had, there's a ton of guys that have played for me that I think should be there, and uh, but that's just that's bias. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's a a fair question because you have more knowledge than most of the people that vote on these things. So uh, that's why I put it to you. So I, I appreciate that, which reminds me, that, that's the thing with the Dan Marino or even Kevin Glenn or in hockey, Marcel Dion, if you follow that at all. Those guys all don't have championships. Um, some are in the Hall of Fame, some aren't. I, do you have to have won a championship? Basically, you're saying Ch Simone's a champion. He just doesn't have the ring to prove it. Yeah, you know, it kind of, it's kind of a personal question with me because my best friend and growing up, we were the best man in each other's weddings is Clay Matthews. And Clay played 21 years in the NFL and all solid was, was I don't believe, won a Super Bowl. He's with the Browns most of that time, with the Falcons. But I think he's a Hall of Famer, and he's not going to be, and or hasn't, you know, even you rarely see his name up. His brother, Bruce, the offensive lineman, obviously made that, and uh, 
uh, again, so what constitutes somebody being in the Hall of Fame? And, and uh, a lot of it is, who, know, who knows what it is? Um, 21 years <laughs> in the league yeah. as a linebacker, I guess that's not good enough. I mean, there are just very few people who have done it. And uh, again, it's, it's one of those things that uh, should Simone Lawrence not be in? I mean, there's guys who have played three, four years. I mean, Davis Sanchez should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's one of the great Canadian corners that's played in this league, um, but isn't. I mean, those are, you know, there's, there's a lot of people out there that I believe really should be in there that, that aren't and will never be. And, you know, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah, it's a, it's a popularity contest is what it's become. Um, so anyways, I'll come back. I'll come back on the CFL thing in a moment. I can't not talk about Super Bowl. I, I, you must have thoughts on the heat Kyle Shanahan's taking as head coach of the 49ers for at, least, for at the very least not communicating the overtime rules to his players and maybe not even realizing they were different than the regular season what, and taking the ball first in overtime at the Super Bowl. Do you have thoughts on what, – what are your thoughts on the game? Well, when I initially watched the game, I kind of agreed with you. And then as I got to investigating it further, because I don't think the fan base knew very much about the overtime rules. Um, but as you study it and you say, okay, let's say that, so uh, they, they, San Francisco goes down and kicks a field goal. If Kansas City comes back and kicks a field goal, okay, it's now, it's now sudden death. And that's a huge advantage, okay? Is that more of an advantage in getting, being able to play four down football? Well, I don't think they play four down football once they get inside the 35 with Harrison Butker. I think they kick it on fourth and five, they're gonna kick it and it's gonna go to, it's gonna go to another, you know, another uh, kickoff and, and now it's sudden death. Now a field goal wins it. Well, at that point, people would not have been questioning Sh uh, Kyle Shanahan for taking the ball. I also heard Andy Reid say he would have taken the ball. Uh, again, is having four downs in the second phase, I, I don't think you ever think of it as, okay, we're gonna go down and we're gonna kick a field goal. You think of it as we'll go down and we're gonna score a touchdown. What now? So if you win the toss, you have, to me, you have two choices. One is if you believe that if they go down and score a touchdown, we're gonna come down and we're gonna score a touchdown. We're gonna go for two. And we're gonna we're gonna end the game there. Then there's no doubt you go for you 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 take the option of going second. But if you're going to play the game regular, I think you go first. And uh granted, uh if you you know if, if things happen the way they did. Uh, do you want Patrick Mahomes over there? Like, for example, if I was San Francisco and they'd have gone second, and hindsight's twenty twenty, Rod, but they go second. Um, and the first time Mahomes takes them down, scores a touchdown. So San Francisco comes back, and they're playing four-down football now. But they take it down, and they score a touchdown. Okay, you're the head, you're, you're Shanahan. Do you go for two? Right there and Don't win ask and me. end it. Yeah. But that that to me is the question. If if in fact you're gonna go for two, because I'm not giving the ball back to Mahomes. My chances of winning the game are so slim if I give the ball back to Mahomes. He's done it too many times. 
and over and over. And I don't believe he believes he will never. I just, I think he's, I just think that that's just a huge advantage. So again, yeah, well. you go second, you end up, you got to make that decision that, okay, we're going to go for two. We're not going to give him a field goal wins at situation. And, you know, you never know. If they held him the first time, they punt the ball, they take it down, it's a field goal win situation. And they would have probably kicked the field yeah. goal from the, the 10 or 15. So, again, I'm confused now. I was I'm confused like now. I want to move on. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's too much. It's a lot of pressure on a guy. Yeah, 123 million people watching in America alone, let alone worldwide. Um, I think what we can all agree on is the CFL overtime rules are better. But I do want to tell you a funny story because I never did finish this with you. I don't know what your daughter said uh, about our meeting at the Bellagio, but she's a pit boss there. I don't think anybody, you don't mind me saying Holly's a pit boss at the Bellagio. No. She said, what, what do you want, Rod? What are you into? What can I help you with? And I said, well, I don't drink, I don't gamble, and I don't carouse. She, she's your daughter, so you would get the look on her face. It was like, <laughs> what, what are you doing here? <laughs> right? She was stunned. <laughs> she didn't oh, know funny. what to say. Uh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, so thank you for uh, introducing me to your daughter that way, and it was, and it was great. And she, she had a lot on her hands. Super Bowl yeah, week. She's, <laughs> that she's was very evident was, to me. It was, uh, she was, uh, she had Jay, uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce at her table. And Jay-Z kept, Jay-Z kept calling her boss. Hey, boss. And afterwards, she said to her boss, she says, you know, that was just, it was, te- that was ten- tense. You know, having Beyonce and Jay, and he's calling me boss. And, and her boss said to her, you're, you're not at Harris anymore, honey. This is the way it is at the Bellagio. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was an exciting week for her. And, uh, I could tell. you know, I'm surprised she responded that way. Because she doesn't gamble and she doesn't drink, and and I'm surprised you didn't say, well, neither do I, and I can uh, find plenty of things to do. <laughs> no, she, well, like I say, she had a lot on her mind. Uh, she wasn't on a break. True. Let's put it that way. So, True. so um, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are claiming they won free agency, whether it's tongue in cheek or not. There's a lot of people that agree with them. I think it's pretty much over. It's cooled, anyways. Who won free agency in the Canadian Football League? Uh, I would say number one would be the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. I think they got they got Oliveira back. They got Schoen back. They signed Streveler, who I think is an upgrade at backup quarterback over Drew Brown. Uh, you know they lost Jeff Coat to retirement, and they lost Jamarcus Hardrick. But you know the money that he was paid, they, they you know they just can't can't couldn't do that. Uh, although the new dirty little secret in the CFL about promo money is allowing. You know, there's a couple teams in the league that are, you know, have more promo money than others. Um, so you you know, you never know how much of how much is what. But uh, you know, so I would say the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won. I mean, they come out of this with a very intact team. Brandon Alexander, another under the radar kind of guy. They didn't go out and get anybody else's players. They didn't. They didn't need them. They they feel like they have the players they need to move forward. So I would say they were, they were one. Saskatchewan obviously did some great things. Uh, and Corey Mace is the greatest hire. Everything's great until they play a game. I mean, it's the greatest job in the world to be the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders until you lose a game. And again, how long will that take? Who knows? But I, I mean, I, they were productive. Um, 
you know, they bring in Hardrick, who gives them maybe a presence at right tackle. Uh, he is a one-position guy, and again, he's he's 33 years old, and and I I didn't think played super, but he was the nominee for most outstanding offensive lineman. So again, you got to give them credit for signing him. AJ Ulat, I think is a. Uh, I thought he might end up in Calgary and Cowtown where, you know, the Hart brothers and the wrestling, but uh, they end up with him. And again, one of the things I thought Corey did was he's trying to change their presence on the field. He wants them to be looked at as a physical, we're going to beat the hell out of you type of team. And I give him kudos for that. And every move he's making is to that end. Uh, so. I was a little surprised he didn't go after, you know, he re-signed Micah Johnson, he re-signed Lanier, uh, that he didn't go, didn't go a little harder on a few of the, you know, the defensive linemen. Uh, he had had Hendricks and Oakman and Barlow and obviously just made a decision that wasn't a direction he wanted to go. But I thought they did a, obviously they did a, a good job that they had to do to, to, you know, again, it gives, you can see a direction. You can see them trying to do something. Um, you know, Toronto signed a lot of Canadians, and you wonder why teams have the best Canadians in the league. Well, Toronto has had that for the last two years, and one reason is they went out and signed some of those second-level guys, those Canadian guys that are, are special teams players and, and backups, and they got, they got uh, Demontre Coxey back. so. You know, that was good. Hamilton has done a great job in improving their defense. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do at receiver. The Tim White situation, you know, he wants $300,000, period. And I, I doubt he's going to get that. Um, the, the, the bar for the how much receivers should be paid did not get, paid, get changed by the Edmonton Elks. Two straight years, they paid guys over $300,000, pay paid receivers. and two straight years, they won four games. And I think it's, it didn't help the receiver market to have, have that happen. So I would be surprised if he gets 300. I guess he'll go back to uh, Hamilton in that, you know, that 270, maybe 20,000 in, uh, in promo, uh, you know, but against the cap, he'll go in that two, I'm guessing 270 to 275 range. Uh, but again, I, they haven't done anything with their receiving core, which is a little worrisome. Um, but they've done a lot to upgrade their defense. Their defensive front is going to be stellar. And, and they've added Jamal Peters to put on the boundary corner. Uh, so their weak, the weak side running game will be tougher because he's just a big body who is pretty physical. Uh, and they have Stavros already there. So they did some nice things I liked. Um, Again, back to Toronto, they they lost Pickett, Ottawa. They went and got Pickett, which I thought was a was a, a good signing for them. Uh, they really were kind of quiet. They uh, they they had done Desjardins the year before. They got Dominique Grimes earlier, who I thought was a big receiver they needed. Uh, I would have liked to have seen him go out and get him an offensive lineman that kind of a, a and I'm sure they were in on Hardrick, but a guy who might change the mentality of the whole group of, we're gonna knock the hell out of you. You might beat us, but ultimately, you're gonna leave here limping and not feeling great about yourself because we are gonna physically take it. I think Ottawa needs that. 
Uh, and I didn't see them address that in their offensive line. You know, they signed all their guys back. Devontae Williams is going to be their running back. And so, again, uh, Montreal, did they didn't do well. They signed Dylan Wynn and um, Tevin Jones. But not, there's, there was nothing major there. Um, Edmonton, I thought adding those two special teams players from the Argos, Leak and, uh, uh, and Boris Beattie. Here's the thing about free agency. If you're going to go on a guy, go on a guy you can't go to the U.S. and just find it. Because Beattie's a U.S. player, basically. He's not, even though he went to Laval, he's not considered a Canadian. So he's a U.S. But you can't go find a guy who kicks, kicks like Boris Beattie. And I'm not talking about his accuracy. His accuracy is not the best in the league. But his leg strength, you can't go find guys who can do what he does. The starting field position of teams playing the Argos last year had to be, have ended up in around 20 to the 25-yard line or in because he kicks the ball off so deep, so much deeper than every other team. And I think there's a huge value in that. So uh, kudos to Edmonton for, for re-signing him. Calgary Good was... Stuff. Calgary we, uh, was yeah. Okay. We talked about we've unfortunately we've got a couple minutes over time here, Jim, but I, I appreciate the oh. assessment. That's a very good co coast to coast look plus a Super Bowl recap, man. I appreciate that. And uh, next week we'll have more to talk about, maybe some NFL free agency. But thanks for this. Sounds uh, great. Thank you, Rod. Our football analyst, our football analyst, Jim Barker, five time Great Cup champion and XFL champ, too. We'll be right back with a sports update and uh, audience takeover. We got Eddie Steele coming up in hour two and Marcia McNaughton from CFL Fans Fight Cancer. We're live on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Are you struggling in life, perhaps feeling hopeless, or even battling an addiction that's taking your life down the drain? It's time you made the decision to stop the struggle and contact Peterson Recovery. Hi, Rod Peterson here, and I've been a licensed recovery coach since 2017, helping athletes, entertainers, and soldiers get their lives back and go on to lead a happy life. Now, I'd like to help you. Mental health is real, and sometimes all it takes is some guidance from someone who's been there. Follow Peterson Recovery on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and DM me or email petersonrecovery at AOL.com. It's never too late. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now back to your host, Rod Peterson. Hey, everybody, the RP Show continues, and it's time for a sports update. The drive for five begins today for Kerry Anderson at the Scotty's Tournament of Hearts in Calgary. The Gimli Manitoba product is attempting to become the first skip to win five straight Canadian Women's Curling Championships. Anderson's Team Canada rink meets Laurie St. George's Quebec rink in tonight's opening draw. TSN, of course, will have it, and you can be at the Scotties. Go to curling.ca slash tickets. And, of course, the Briar, the men's championship, coming up in the Queen City, March 1st to the 10th, and you can be there for that along with the RP show. Same link, get you the tickets, curling.ca slash tickets. Meanwhile, a full house is expected at Scotiabank Arena as Toronto hosts Montreal in the first professional women's hockey league game at that venue. 
which is home to the NHL's Maple Leafs. Toronto enters the game having won three in a row, coming off a 5-3 win on Wednesday. Meanwhile, Montreal has won five straight and can move into a first place in the PWHL with a win tonight. Sports Update is brought to you by Common Crown Brewing Company, turning your everyday common beer into a unique and exceptional experience. Visit commoncrown.ca and also brought to you by Landmark Cinemas in theaters now, Argyle, starring Samuel L. Jackson, Brian Cranston, and John Cena. An introverted spy novelist is drawn into the activities of a sinister underground syndicate in Landmark Cinemas now, Argyle. How about that? Um, tell me, yeah, thank you. Tell me if I'm got this wrong because there's a very good chance that I have, or if I'm looking at things incorrectly. Because um, I appreciate all of our viewers, I really do. But told you how yesterday I didn't work out today. Took a day off. But yesterday I was running on the treadmill at Johnny O's, part of my five mile jaunt, listening listening to ESPN Radio. And they were talking about Dak Prescott. Should he go back to Dallas? Should he not? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, no. The season's over. And while I understand it's an offseason and this is football Friday, I can't do this. Jim just said about the leg strength of Boris Beatty, and you should sign a guy like that. Colin in Ottawa just writes in and said, and I love Colin, great guy. Darren met him at Grey Cup, and I'm hoping to meet him at this year's in CFL championship in Vancouver. But he says, to Jim, how are we supposed to judge the value of field position off a kickoff? We don't even know if the kickoff is going to be around this season, Jim. Oh, my God. Stop the world. I'm going to get off. This is the minutia of having nothing better to do. The topic came up a month ago that the CFL tall foreheads, whoever it was, I was at the football people, was at the business people, talking about eliminating the kickoff and calling, saying, well, if they do that, why would you need a kicker that's good at kickoffs? Oh, my God. I can't. Although it is a valid question when you think about it, but not for today. I just, that's not what we're going to spend six months on, are we? This was asking the viewers, and actually this is a little more with it. The Toronto Blue Jays officially opened their spring training, I guess. It was just pitchers and catchers on Thursday. Next week, all position players show up, and I'm asking the... Uh, Audience, what's your expectation of the Blue Jays this year? And that just popped into my head as we were getting ready for the show. Darcy's watching in Grand Prairie, Alberta on Game Plus Television. Huge baseball fan. Darcy says the Blue Jays will win 93 games and win the American League East. You heard it here first. How about that, Clark? How about that? Do you agree? Hot take. Hot take. Um, I guess my uh, expectation... Because, again, I am that guy. I'll get excited about the Blue Jays. Come playoff time, I check to see if they won or not in the regular year. But I'm not sitting down and watching the games for three hours. Shoot, I can't sit and watch a hockey game for 60 minutes. I can't. I don't have the attention span anymore. Whether it's a care factor or attention span, I can't. But I, I'm that guy. You know, I'm in the throes of watching all the CFL games, all the NFL games. Win it every day during the season. Hockey and football are our sports, but baseball, eh. You made it to the playoffs last year, Blue Jays. You won 89 games, but you got swept by Minnesota in the wild card round. And the year before that, you imploded against Seattle in your own stadium. So, 
You get past that hump we call the wild card round, I'll be happy. I mean, I, what do you say? If you're not in it to win it, you better be rebuilding. Is that a thing in baseball? I don't know. I feel like it is in football and hockey, and I'm pretty happy here. In this market of Florida with the Panthers, uh, depending, well, in the standings, last I looked, because it changes a lot, but they won again. The Panthers actually last night set a record. I think it's their 11th consecutive road win, sixth longest all-time in NHL history. They're in it to win it here. I'm a happy guy. And the Dolphins are at least good. And the Cowboys are the seventh-ranked team to win the Super Bowl. That's what I'm talking about. But with the Blue Jays last year, uh, going at this time last year, I remember distinctly reading the projections, and they were the sixth, seventh, or eighth best team, depending on the power rankings that you were reading. Sixth, seventh, or eighth. That's pretty good out of 30 teams, right? And then get swept in the playoffs. You win a wild card round, I'll be happy. That's my expectation. I'm asking the audience. What's yours? 902-518-3033. I understand that it's football Friday. But to talk about whether we're going to have kickoffs or not and whether you should sign a I, I, I'm sorry, it doesn't interest me. But we'll turn it over to you when we come back. And to recap on the Jim Barker thing, he says Winnipeg won free agency despite proclamations made by other teams. And that Simone Lawrence should, in fact, be in the Hall of Fame. But he said it's an unfair question because he spent times, uh, time both loving and hating him. I don't know how that makes it an unfair question. He's got inside knowledge that none of the voters would have. We'll be back in a moment. And actually, I do have a pretty big CFL-related bomb that you, you will find interesting. Remind me, I'll get to it in this very next segment. We're live on Game Plus TV, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. How about that? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob. Yeah, I'm that guy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Audience takeover, as we said. Uh, and it is Football Friday. Um, trying to get to what we're all interested in. Covering a lot of ground today. 
But I'll tell you that the talk of Kyle Shanahan blowing it in overtime for the 49ers isn't going away. And the thing is, I'm not sure there's a real answer to it. That Jim Barker is a silver-tongued devil, isn't he? <laughs> he talked his way around and around and around that. If you cut through the gobbledygook of what the head coach of the 49ers was saying, I'm really starting to believe that he didn't know that the overtime rules from, changed from regular season to playoffs. And everybody stay with me, and you can argue with me if you want, because I'm not saying I'm right. I've never coached a football game. I haven't been in his shoes. But under the regular season rules, you would want the ball first. Give us the football if we win the toss. We're going to go down and score a touchdown and win the game. Oh, that doesn't work that way in the playoffs? Oh, I forgot. Ah, the other team gets the ball too, no matter what we do in the first position? Okay, wait, well then we want it second, so we know what we need to do. It seems that simple to me. And he didn't know. Regarding the winners of Canadian Football League free agency, Carlos in Indianapolis writes in and he says, uh, winning the offseason doesn't always translate to winning a championship. No, but if you're a team that missed the playoffs the last two years, you're going to ride this sucker till the wheels fell off, and that is what Saskatchewan's doing. Ted in Red Deer writes in, and he says, losers always win free agency simply because they don't have enough good players of their own, in my opinion. That's from Ted. Also, the breaking news that we'll get into more with Moose next hour, but Carlos, thank you for the on-the-spot reporting. He says, Jimmy Garoppolo receives two-game suspension for PED use, according to the Twitter sphere. And for those that don't know what PED stands for, performance-enhancing drugs. Can I say the joke? Imagine how, imagine how bad, <laughs> imagine how bad he'd be if he wasn't on PED. Thank you. Peter Grimshaw writes in, in all caps, he says, the CFL Grey Cup was more exciting than Super Bowl. I don't know why it always has to be an us versus them, a comparison thing, but I'll, I'll allow it because I said it's viewer takeover. How about they were both exciting? How about that? Because they were. How about that? And the Grey Cup, the Grey Cup went down to the very last drive. And my guy, mine Cody, if you remember, led the Alouettes on a game-winning drive in the Grey Cup over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. A pretty damn exciting, too. And while the Super Bowl was a Super Bowl for the first half, it sure got exciting in the second half. And um, did I tell you? This is the breaking news of my life. Signed up today, confirmed, will be appearing at next year's Super Bowl with the events in New Orleans uh, hosting, just like I did this year in Las Vegas. I guess they liked... I didn't completely screw it up this year in Vegas at the Super Bowl. They're bringing me back. That's damn exciting. Oh, Gary in BC writes, and he says, I think Rod said he has a CFL bomb to drop, so I'm in interested to hear what it is. I I'll just say this. Uh, what I heard, and maybe this won't surprise anybody, it kind of surprised me. They said the Edmonton Elks financial picture was so dire the last year or two, if they were a private team, they would have folded. The only reason that they're still alive is community-owned. We'll dig into that more next hour with Moose after this brief pause on Game Plus and Key Radio.